Well, amen. Remain standing for a scripture found over in Luke chapter 14, beginning with verse 15. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. The word of God says, Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner and do not invite your friends, your brothers or your sisters, your relatives or rich neighbors, if you do, they may invite you back so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. All they, although they cannot repay you, you will not be repaid at the resurrection of the righteousness. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast at the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I cannot come. The servants came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servants to go out and quickly into the streets and to the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, and the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, who ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out into the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. Josh, would you lead us in the word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. What is your excuse? Now, Hunter, I gave David another song. Do you have that over there? Excuses? I heard this on the... Not on there. Okay. There's a, there's a song out on the radio that uh, I played for Randy and Karen and Sheila yesterday. Talking about all the excuses we make. Do you ever make excuses in your life? We all do, don't we? And excuses come in all shapes and all sizes. And we have excuses for just about everything. And we, we learned that at, at a young age. I thought it was funny how Debbie had some excuses for us to be excused from school. But we learned at a young age about how that... Certain things, if we just word them right, we may be able to get away with it. I remember in high school I had a big test that I was supposed to have took. And I also had a big basketball game that I wanted to go play in. And I had that big decision. Do I study for the test or do I go to the basketball game? Which one do you think I did? I went to the basketball game. The next day when I got up to... To take that test, there was not an excuse in the world, Brother Charles, that could help me pass it. I just didn't study. A few years ago, after Christmas, at our house, after Christmas, the day after Christmas, there is more stuff in our garbage can than any other time of the year. Is that like it? It's your house house? It's packed to the brim. Well, ours was. And Sheila told me on Christmas night, she said, you better go out there and take the garbage can out to the end of the road. And I said, oh, no, I'm tired. 
I'll just get I'll just get it in the morning. I'll take it down there in the morning. Well, I was in the bed asleep, and our garbage man when we lived in town, he if he's coming by, he wants everybody on the street to be awake. You could hear him a mile away, and all of a sudden, I woke up out of a dead sleep, and I went, "Oh no, the garbage can's still up here." Here I run out. I'm not going to tell you what I had on. Ran out to the garbage can, grabbed a hold of the garbage can, ran to the end of Baker Street, and finally caught up with that garbage man because I knew Sheila Mills was going to shoot me if we had to have all that garbage for the rest of the week. Excuses can really, really, really get you in trouble in life. I hear excuses every day. I hear excuses at my job every day. People coming up with different ways of having excuses that they need to have in their life. In our scripture this morning, that Debbie shared with you and that I shared with you, some excuses was made not to attend this banquet. The first one was, I have bought a, pl- a, p- a piece of land. I have bought a piece of land. Sort of like work or job. A lot of times, people will not make excuses at their work or at their job for certain things they just don't get done. Also, it said, I bought, a, I bought five oxen to have their passions. I have been married. I have a spouse or I have a family. The master of the house became very angry because he had put in a whole lot of work. And I would say probably some of these folks, they used that excuse of that oxen or being married by simply they just didn't want to go. And that was their excuse for just not wanting to go. Today, as we look in the society today, people use that a whole lot when it comes to Christianity, don't you? You ever heard anybody use excuses for their Christian walk with God? The reason that they are not walking with God? And those excuses are wide and variable. A lot of different excuses that people say, this is, not, this is why I am not following after God. The first one I want to look at this morning is, why stop sinning? Everybody else is doing it. Why stop sinning? Everybody else is doing it. My mom told me one time, she said, son, if you're going to quit following everybody, they're going to jump off a bridge and you're going to follow right behind them. Well, in society today, we see that a lot, don't we? There is a lot of sin in the world today, aren't there? And people are trying to get our children, our young, our grandkids, and our our, our, our our kids to follow them down a dark path. And there is a whole lot of sin out in the world today. Many of my clients say, why are you bothering me? Why are you coming to my house? Do you know what's going on next door? Even though they have sin in their life, they say, well, if I can show somebody else's sin, maybe they'll forget about mine. We all have to know we have to be accountable for our own sins. We cannot make mistakes and try to walk away from those things in our life. Just because somebody else is doing it and getting away with it and sinning doesn't mean that that's how you need to live your life. You cannot have that as your excuse. I'm not going to be saved, preacher, because somebody else is sinning. Let me tell you what, if you wait for the whole wide world to be saved, let me tell you something, you will never be 
saved. Look at God today. Don't make that mistake. Say to yourself, I'm going to turn my heart and my life over to Christ and let Christ be in control. Times have changed, preacher. That's a good excuse, people say. Times have changed. I read the other day that there is more people. Now, this is going to cut you to the quick a little bit, I hope, like it did me when I read this. There is more people attending or worshiping at home in front of their TV in society today than actually people that are at church. Isn't that scary? There is more people today in society that is at home going to church than coming actually to the church. Well, folks, times have changed. Yes, they have. Some good, amen, a whole lot bad. A whole lot bad. But let me tell you something. People say, well, preacher, times have changed. We need to change. We need to go with the flow. We need to do what they say we need to do. Let me tell you, times have changed. You ready for an amen? Get you a big, deep breath. God has not changed. Amen? Amen. God has not changed. And there is no excuse for sin in your life. There's no excuse for allowing those things to be there. Sure enough, politics change, fashion changes. But God's word never changed. We still have to realize in the days of that, that sin is still around about us. And just because folks say, well, maybe let's get away with this. I, I think so often we as Christians, we're just lulled to sleep by society, aren't we? Some of the things that we used to think and see and think to ourselves, Lord, I hope it never comes to Monroe County. That's only in some big town somewhere that they do those type of things. I hope it never comes to Monroe County. Guess what? It's come to Monroe County. It's all around about us. What do we do? We do God's will. We listen to God's will. And don't say, just because the world's changing, I'm going to change. And I'm going to look at things differently. I'm still going to look through God's eyes. And if it's good with God, then what? It's good with me. And if it pleases God, it's going to please me. And I am going to do God's work. Also, some people use the excuse of, I don't believe as you do. I just don't believe as you do. Some religions today in the world, and I'm a preacher, and I've been a preacher for a bunch of years, some religions out in the world is just confusing, aren't they? They just are. There's so many things that you have to go through and do this and do the other thing just to be saved, just to be baptized, just to join a church, just to be able to do that will of God is so confusing to folks. I believe today that every Christian, no matter what denomination you are, as you know right now, we're, we're, we're independent. I like that independent a little bit right there. I, I like that part right there. But as we look at it, no matter what denomination you are, there's one thing that you must have and one thing that you must believe. You know what it is? You have to believe in God. You have to believe in God. All this other stuff is just fluff. You have 
to believe in God. And you have to say to yourself, that's what we are going to base everything on. We, we've had a really good discussion. Nick started the discussion last week and we had more of it today in our Sunday school class talking about the Holy Trinity and that being that basis of what our Christianity is all based upon on God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Spirit. And as we think about that today, there's no excuse for us to say, well, I don't believe like you do. I don't understand what you believe. Well, all Christians should have the understanding that their Christianity is based upon God. And the other is what? We all want to make it to heaven. We all want to make it to that place called heaven. And there's no other excuse for us not to do God's will. Also, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are a good person. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are a good person. Well, praise be to God, I know a lot of good people, and you do too, don't you? I believe we've got a lot of good people here at Bethlehem. I believe there's a lot of good people in Monroe County. There's still a few over in Metcalf County, aren't there, Doug and Debbie? I think there's a few good people. There's good people on Reese Hurt Road. Then when you leave there, it gets, it gets, a, gets a little scary. But there's, good, there's good people around about, places that you go, and, and, and different things. But one of the things we have to realize, and a lot of folks get this confused, just because you're good doesn't mean heaven's going to be your home, right? Just because you're good, maybe you helped your neighbor. Maybe, I've heard some people say, well, they give all kinds of money to the church. They must be, no, no. Just because you're a good giver to the church or... Maybe you're, you've, you've prayed at a church, or maybe, maybe you've even given a testimony at the church, whatever that may be. But this being good will not get you to heaven. You have to be what? You have to be saved. You have to be saved. You have to turn your heart and your life over to God. There's no excuse. So what does that tell us? There's going to be some good people miss heaven, aren't there? There's going to be some good people that are going to figure out when they get to heaven, Jesus is going to look at them and say, I know you're not. I know you're not. Having that goodness in your life is what you need. But let me tell you something. If you're a good person and you're a sinner, wait till you become a Christian. You're going to be a much better person, aren't you? You're going to even do more good for the world. You're even going to do more for God. You're going to even going to do more for your church. You're going to even do more for your family. And you're going to do that will of God. I just don't understand, preacher. People use that excuse all the time. I just don't understand. What must I do? I don't understand how I can do it. There's a lot of things in this world I don't understand. I don't understand the internet. Never will. I don't understand how when I flip a switch at the house, the lights come on, but I'm glad they do. Amen? I don't understand how text messages work. Me and Nick was talking on the front porch back there. I have no idea how when I hit that little button, it goes right over to Nick, and it dings, and it gets right over. I, I don't understand all of those things. I don't understand emails. I don't understand all of those type of things. I don't know how a woman carries a little baby in her belly for nine months and all of a sudden brings it home and that baby cries and carries I don't understand all those type of things. But boy, I'm glad for all of them, right? 
glad for all of them. And let me tell you, if you're waiting till you understand salvation completely, you will never be saved. Don't use that as an excuse. Don't say to yourself, I want to wait till I know what Genesis through Revelations mean. You'll never get there. You'll never, ever get there. I, I want to wait, preacher, till I know everything that I need to know if I'm making a right decision or not. No, you'll never get there. Have that belief. Have that faith in God. And believe God is going to give you what you need. And finally, people use the excuse, preacher, I'm just too bad. I'm just too bad. Have you ever heard people say, well, if I go to church, the ceiling's going to fall in. You ever heard anybody say that before? Because I'm so bad. Well, over at Old Zion, where I was preaching the revival over there, there was a lady that hadn't been to church for years. And she came one Sunday. First Sunday she came back to church for a while. And they had a drop down ceiling. And their doors in the back, sort of like ours is back there. Well, they opened up that back door. This is the first Sunday she was back. First Sunday she's back. They opened up that back door. That wind hit it just right. And the ceiling fell down in the corner of the church. She's told me that one night of the revival. I was like, I've never heard that before. But it, I guess the ceiling could fall down if you come to church. But what do you need? God has that for you. I'm just, you're just not, there is nobody that's beyond the reach of God. There is nobody. Some people say, oh, preacher, you don't know everything he's done. You, you don't know how mean he's been. You don't know how he's treated people. You don't know what's went on in his life. No, I don't, but God does. And if God gave him a soul, God wants to what? Save his soul. God wants to give him what he needs in his life. There was a guy that, remember a guy by the name of Saul? That everybody probably thought there's no way he could change. He's destroyed everything. He's hurt everybody that he sees. He's destroyed everything that he comes in contact with. But Saul was not beyond the reach of God's grace. You're not either. Others in our community, they are not either. We need to let people know that, don't we? <coughs> we need to let people know that Christianity is for people that look like me. And Christianity is also for people that don't look like me. Christianity is for people that talk like me. And others that don't talk like me. Christianity is for everyone. For God to have an opportunity to come into their heart and into their life. Well, our kids got to hear Debbie talk about excuses. You got to hear me preach about excuses today. So you have no right to make an excuse today, right? Don't make that excuse. Whatever God is telling you right now, maybe it's not. A preacher, he's not telling me that I need Salvation, I already have salvation. Maybe he's calling you to a deeper walk with him. Don't make an excuse. Listen to God. Listen to what God is saying to you and do his perfect will. Whatever he has talked to you about this morning, we invite you to come as we have our closing song.